Welcome to the QuackCast, a skeptical and sarcastic evaluation of quacks, frauds, and charlatans. Uh, oops, I'm sorry. I mean alternative and complementary medicine. This is the first podcast, dated March 22nd, and this is my introductory remarks. This is brought to you as a side project of Puswell LLC, the publisher of the Persiflazer's Annotated Compendium of Infectious Disease, Facts, Dogma, and Opinion your uber-hyperlinked electronic guide to infectious diseases, available at pusware.com. So, why this podcast? Well, if you do a search of podcasts in medicine, the bulk of results will point you to too many sites on natural and alternative medicine, all of which are, well, garbage. There is always the excellent quackwatch.com, which is the source of all things quackery, and there are plenty of skeptical sites and a few skeptical podcasts. But to date, there is a lack of podcasts that look skeptically at alternative medicine. And I think this is a shame, as to judge from my local medical school, critical thinking and alternative medicine do not appear to go together. So you are in luck. I'm an infectious disease doctor with a long interest in things skeptical, and I've been honing my podcast skills for the last six months with my infectious disease podcasts, available as mentioned above at pusware.com. And so I've decided to branch out into another area of interest in my life, and have embarked on what will be a series of hopefully short podcasts covering various aspects of alternative medicine. As Baruch Spinoza said, and I quote, I have made a ceaseless effort not to ridicule, not to bewail, nor to scorn human actions, but to understand them, end quote. This does not apply to me. Ridicule and scorn are two of my favorite approaches to alternative medicine because it is all so stupid. And as time goes on, you shall see why. So now on to the vicious screeds. I shall start with my letter to the editor of the Annals of Internal Medicine that was in response to their ongoing series on alternative medicine. This letter was obviously never published, but I think it sums up my approach to this field and will serve to set the theme of future podcasts. And it went as follows. To whom it may concern, 52% of Americans believe they can talk to the dead. 37% believe in UFOs, 25% in reincarnation, and 14% in fortune-telling. 53% of Americans do not know it takes the Earth a year to go around the sun, and 42% of Americans thinks that humans and dinosaurs lived at the same time, a la Fred Flintstone. It is therefore no surprise that 34% of Americans have seen a, quote, complementary and alternative medical provider, unquote. As P.T. Barnum noted long ago, nobody ever went broke underestimating the intelligence of the American public, or, I might add, their health care providers. Just because stupidity, ignorance, and superstition are popular is no reason for the annals of internal medicine to support it. The vast majority of practices that fall under the rubric of complementary and alternative medicine are based on principles that violate our understanding of the known world. They are more akin to belief systems and cults than systemic and rational approaches to the understanding and treatment of human disease. They are not science, scientific, and they are, to use a popular term, BS. Acupuncture, naturopathy, homeopathy, energy therapies, etc., etc., are all BS. You can put them all in a box, decorate them with a pink bow, and give them a pretty name, but that does not change the fact that they are all BS. Now, there may be more in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in my philosophy, but either 500 years of understanding in the sciences are correct, and the premises of 
alternative medicine are wrong or the sciences have been missing insights into the fundamental laws of the universe that will revolutionize our understanding of nature. Somehow I doubt I will see key or pathological subluxations or auras or physiologic effects of hyperdilute solutions proven valid in the discoverer collecting her prize in Stockholm. Instead, like all purported paranormal and metaphysical phenomenon, their effects will be marginal statistical aberrations in diseases that are self-limited or have a major psychological overlay. To answer your questions, conventional and alternative practitioners do not share an ethical imperative. Their practice is based on lies and deceptions and therefore cannot be ethical. Should physicians know about alternative medicine? If so, which ones? How about bleeding, cupping, and purging? How about those whose diseases are cured by space alien kidnapping and probing, or cured by psychics? Should we embrace Christian scientists, or any number of the irrational mythologies invented by those who need to make a dollar off the gullibility and fears of the ill? Medicine is a complex and difficult profession. We should not have to be held responsible for knowing BS. Which interventions are effective? None. Are there appropriate referrals to alternative practitioners? Never. I feel it is my duty as a physician to be honest with my patients and basing their health care on lies and wishful thinking is the ultimate malfeasance. Ignoring alternative medicine is not an option, but neither is embracing it. When I cannot find funding for therapies that do work, to waste further resources on evaluating quacks, frauds, and charlatans is a further malfeasance. To throw good money after bad to the detriment of our patients is unethical and harmful, and no amount of research will convince the believers that their systems are ineffective. Data does not alter belief systems, and humans interpret results to reinforce already held beliefs and ignore data that contradicts it. An argument I am looking forward to being thrown back at me, being the closed-minded, arrogant subspecialist that I am. The growing data in support of alternative medicine will always be dwarfed by the data that denies it, but the rationalizations of the negative data can be remarkable. I use the discussion section of the article on the negative results of echinacea published in the Annals of Internal Medicine as an example of how negative data leads to rationalization rather than repudiation of alternative medicine. The paths of alternative medicine and rational medicine are and always will be divergent. We have nothing in common except, perhaps, for winning a bigger slice of a $30 billion healthcare pie, especially at a time with decreasing reimbursements for medical care. Some of that could be mine, if only I could abandon my ethics, my honesty, my integrity, and my critical thinking. I was always taught that you judge a man by the company he keeps. Your reviews of complementary and alternative medicine cast a pall of doubt on all your articles. I do not have the expertise to evaluate studies outside my subspecialty and have to rely on the editorial staff of the journals as my surrogate. If the intellectual rigor you displayed in, for example, your homeopathy review, is indicative of the quality of other articles, I can no longer trust the annals as a source of excellence in medicine. Editors come and go, however, and I look forward to the day when I will no longer have to say to the residents in our program, that article is published in the annals. It used to be a reputable journal. P.S. If you decide this is to be published and you think your readers are too squeamish for the word B.S., you may substitute one of the following synonyms. Nonsense, balderdash, baloney, bull, bunkum, crap, hooey, malarkey, and poppycock. But those words do not give the flavor I am striving to, to wit. The American Heritage Dictionary of the English Language, 4th edition, 2000. B.S. Noun. Vulgar slang, foolish, deceitful, or boastful language, too. Something worthless, deceptive, or insincere. 
Three, insolent talk or behavior. It's also a verb to attempt to mislead or deceive by talking nonsense. Alternative medicine is BS. Thank you, Penn and Teller. So that's the end, and I think sets the tone for future podcasts. And brings us into this quackcast, an occasional review and rant on alternative medicine. Brought to you as a side project of Pusware.com. Please send your hate mail and spam to quackcast at Pusware.com. And if you will excuse me, I need to go and get my key balanced. Also, by the way, the music is by my 12-year-old son playing the guitar. <laughs>